0: You know what, guys? It's time for a strange adventure. An adventure where a man leaves his home. A hero's journey, one might say. He leaves his home. He has an adventure. He comes back a hero. Hailed as someone who fought a war valiantly. And saved an entire planet. Making him... A hero of two worlds, or is he? That's the question that Strange Adventures by Tom King, Mitch Jarreds, Doc Shaner, Clayton Cows. That's the question that they're forcing us to ask with this 2020 release Black Label book from DC. This was the book that our patrons chose over on patreon.com/slash the comics pals for us to do a book club on, which is what we're here doing right now. I, of course, am your host, Sean, joined by Tyler. Hello, hello. What's up,
1: strange pals? Strange- I was going <laughs> to say strangers, and like that doesn't crack. Kale's <laughs> here, too, joined by what? Kale. What's up, Adventure
0: Dogs? There you go. Ooh, that sounds delicious. I've been craving a hot dog lately. So, Over under, by the way. On how many times I will incorrectly say stranger things throughout this review. Mm. You're a professional. I'm gonna say less than you think.
2: I would argue he's a professional, so he's gonna he's and he's done it a lot. So I'm gonna say quite a bit.
0: All right. We'll and, if, and if you
1: noticed, uh we're one man down because uh Marco is having his own strange
0: adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Indeed he Uh, So before we get into this review I do want to let you guys know how you can support the show As I mentioned already This was voted on by our patrons There are lots of other things you can do Not only do you get to vote in our uh, book club Votes so you can choose Which book we're going to be doing a book club on For a given month uh, But you also get a nickname and a shout out on the show You get access to our weekly newsletter Our exclusive show over there Palling around where we talk about whatever we want to talk about uh, that's not necessarily related to comics. All that fun stuff is ha- is happening over on uh, our Patreon page. If you want to watch our main show and our comics review show live, you can do so on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, twitch and YouTube dot com slash the comics pals every Saturday at 1015 a.m. Eastern for the main show, 6 p.m. Eastern for pals pulls. What what uh, what did I do wrong there? Tyler? No, I was doing a 10 in the camera oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, that wasn't for you that was for the for the, for the viewer yeah. lovely um join our discord server where we're always having great conversations if you enjoy this conversation we've got a whole backlog of book clubs that you guys might enjoy so worth checking out <laughs> we reviewed every issue yeah of this on palace polls well you know what it used to be don't worry about it. We reviewed every issue of this.
1: Honestly, you could probably go on the Discord and do like a keyword search for strange adventures and probably see people's like weak to re- uh reactions to this. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Let's, uh, let's jump into it. Let's jump into the conversation. So, Adam Strange is the hero, quote unquote, of this story. At least that's what it wants you to believe. Uh, we'll talk more about that later. Adam Strange is not a character that I think most people will be familiar with. I was not familiar with Adam Strange on any level prior to this, uh, prior to Strange Adventures. It's interesting that Tom King even chose to do a story uh, about this character, but I think it makes a lot more sense when you understand where Tom King is coming from Uh, And, you know, his life experiences. So I want to start with Tom King, because I think you really can't understand this story fully if you don't get Tom. Tom King is a war veteran. Tom King joined uh, the American military uh, in the 2000s to 9-11 and was a part of the CIA. Had a lot of experiences, you know, there. Most of what we'll ever know about his experiences has been told through comic book characters. His stories in in the comics have been a vessel for him to share not necessarily explicitly his one-to-one experiences, but the feelings that he might have had using different characters to express those feelings. Sheriff of Babylon is a great example of that, which is... One of his creator own works. It's uh, Omega a, Men. Miss Jared's
1: so, as well, right? Uh, Sheriff sure Babylon. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Omega Men is another example of mm-hmm. that. Uh, I think Supergirl might have some aspects of that in it. Mr. Miracle, of course, does as well. So a lot of what Tom has done features these themes of PTSD, of what it really means to be a hero, uh, what it means to you know, go back to your world or to your home after having been a hero and what that experience is like. And I think a lot of that is present here in Strange Adventures.
1: I think, um, I mean, he worked for the CIA, so we'll never really know <laughs> what he went through. But uh, he, he is a he is a writer that does work through things through his work. You know, Right. even like the vision, just the idea of family there is is a big deal. Um, but it, yeah, he it's very much, uh, um, heart to paper with, with Tom King, right? You know, regardless of how you feel about, you know, his politics or, you know, the things that, you know, he's experienced. Um, yeah, it, it is, he, he kind of bleeds onto the page, which was what I really appreciate about him. And then he also loves obscure characters. I mean, Dingbat, I mean, the Danger Street book currently out. Um, right. it's even yeah. more obscure than this fucking book. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it. I, I I really appreciate him as as a creator, mostly because of that.
2: It's one of the rare cases where a a creator can get that really really meaty, um, lived experience through a a superhero. Because I mean, you know, when you look when you look through. A lot of his work, especially in the superhero side, it's stuff that absolutely makes sense that these people would go through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether you like it or not, Heroes in Crisis, you know, is is a, about a, a a venue where superheroes go to have therapy. You know, because they're so messed up and they're so they they have to process so much all the time. And sometimes they, you know, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I I think it was a it it was a, a very compelling idea that unfortunately just didn't work out in practice. But Tom King is always coming from the same place, whether you like him or not. This is who he is. This is what he has experienced. And he plays it out in his in his stories. Um, And I, for one, have been uh, enthralled by that over the years. I think that a lot of his earlier work was good. The only really, like, big miss was the core DC stuff, to me. And people will argue that. But that's not the point of this podcast. Um, Adam Strange is a character who, funnily enough, uh, has been around for a very, very long time, but did not actually debut in a book called strange adventures, strange adventures existed as its own thing separate from Adam strange. And he didn't even, he wasn't even involved with that until it was in the tomb. So go ahead, Tyler. Was this back when they were doing like a genre books? Yes, exactly. Um, And the idea for Adam strange was that he was the, you know, uh, he, he's the earth man who goes to another planet to kind of be the savior of it. It's a you know a white savior type of idea basically. He's named Adam and f- as that's the first man so he's the first first man on this other planet. Um so that's that's the basis oh. of yeah. Um so that's the basis of of Adam Strange and he basically lied dormant for many years. He had a backup in Green Lantern uh, different things like that Jeff Lemire brought him back in the new 52 for a little a little nothing spot this is actually the 5th volume of Strange Adventures it's not marketed that way but that's what that's what mm. i got here only the 5th that's actually surprising to me yeah yeah well
1: it ran it ran guess, for like yeah,
0: true. hundreds of issues true, true. so
1: i'm so used to modern comics where it's a new volume every 12 mm. issues so right yeah
2: there was also a JSA Strange Adventures title
0: Hmm
1: there was a Strange Adventures, uh, uh I I only know it because it's literally my peripheral. Um Adam Strange, I think it was Paul Pope did it in Wednesday Comics.
0: Um oh, there's a, interesting. one of the one of the good stories in there, yeah. So all right, with with all that established, let's talk about what what in this book. Um Adam Strange has written a book, he's selling a book about his experiences on Ron, which is this, you know, planet that has been invaded. He ends up there because he gets blasted by this Zeta Beam or whatever, and it's a call to action for him that he needs to save this world from these invaders. Now, we're going to establish here the name of these invaders. How do you guys, in your mind, say their name? The Picked. Picked? Okay. Yeah.
2: Oh, I said picket.
0: That's what I say, too. Yeah. I say Picked. Picked. Pick it. Picked. I guess
2: it makes sense.
1: Picked. Picked. No, it's not that. No, that sounds very, too. I mean, that might be more alien if we just pronounce it that way. Just eliminate all kinds of constants and vowels. Let's go Picked. That makes sense.
0: I'm with that. We'll go with Picked. So uh, Ron is invaded by the Picked, and Adam Strange wants to save them. He is a quote-unquote hero on Earth, but he's kind of a nothing, a nothing character, and I think Tom plays on that by juxtaposing Adam Strange with the heroes that we know. Throughout the book, he regularly mm-hmm. spends time alongside Batman, Superman, you know, diff- different characters that we're familiar with. But Adam Strange doesn't stand out around them because he's not anyone that we know. But on Run, we're seeing all these heroic things that he has done this is a guy who was able to fight off an army of the most vicious alien conquerors that exist and he did it more or less not by himself but as the front man he was the general he was the leader you know he was their for their one-man army if you will but on earth he's nothing i thought that was really funny and clever on tom's part a way to almost almost century-like from marvel take a character who's nothing make him seem like he's always been around um and then it kind of creates this this immediate history for this character it informs a lot to me
1: this is an interesting comparison didn't even occur to me but i guess in terms of the storytelling it kind of makes sense it's like this ever-present character that's always been in the the sidelines of what the story's trying to tell you. Okay. Yeah.
2: I think I think DC does that stuff a bit better than Marvel. Yeah. Uh because DC is so put together uh they're so stitched together with um so many other companies that they absorbed over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, people like uh, uh Shazam or Captain Marvel and um uh the Charlton heroes um but so it's funny to me that you say that because you know during infinite crisis there was a a ron thanagar war Mm. so to me adam strange is maybe just below hawkman in terms of relevance like wow that's pretty relevant yeah i mean you know he doesn't he doesn't always get banger storylines but you know i just for me you know to say that he's
1: not around is like, well, come on. <laughs> he is always in any splash page that has the DC characters fighting. He's always there somewhere. And if it's in space, definitely. Who else? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I'm I'm speaking as a person who doesn't have like the greatest knowledge of DC. Yeah. So yeah, you know, if if I'm wrong about that, then that's fine. But I've been re- I have been reading DC for you know almost 20 years and I don't know who he is. So I feel like there have to be some people like me who look at this guy and go, who the hell is this?
2: And that's why Tom King picked him. Right. And that's why Tom King got away with this.
0: Yeah, that, that too. And I think Tom has a penchant for choosing characters who are a little bit more unknown. And then I think a fair criticism would be self inserts because You know, all that, all the research that I did, Adam Strange was not like this. Obviously, this story of Adam Strange actually being, you know, maybe a bit of a corrupted person, maybe he has done some awful things, has war crimes, those are not things that were ever dealt with outside of here, right? Like, that's those are unique ideas to this volume of Strange Adventures, which is a betrayal of the Adam Strange character. It's also worth reiterating that this is black label, so it's almost assuredly not continuity. Well, by the ending, I I would assume not. Yeah, right. Yeah,
1: Yeah. which honestly, I love. I love that you could like it just lets him tell the actual story because of that. Uh, So,
2: I one thing that's thrown around about Tom King and especially his uh, his black label books uh, is uh, character assassination. Um, and it was a, uh, I really saw it floating around with uh, human target and the uh, the guy gardener stuff. Um, and you know, that one for me is like, mm. but this one really felt like it to me. <laughs> this is like, you have made this man pathetic, <laughs> like, uh, and, and but that said, like, uh, yeah, I gotta say, I'm with Tyler. Like if the, there's no other way to tell this type of story in DC continuity. Right. I don't like what he did to Adam strange, but damned if it wasn't a, you know, a decent story that is trying to do something important.
1: I mean, I think you could have done it in main continuity. I mean, all the, you know, Adam strange fans are slowly dying off. So, you know, uh, at this I mean, point,
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to live forever. So
1: fair,
0: fair, fair. I mean, we I guess can't... after what
1: happened with Wally. You don't want to. You want to do that again?
0: You... Blow up Phoenix in main mainline. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Right where to... were all the bachelorette parties go? <laughs> <laughs> so, as we established, uh, Strange is writing this book. Adam Strange. He's he's written this book. He's on the press tour trying to sell it. And essentially, the inciting incident, I guess, for all of this is a quote unquote fan, someone who comes to the book signing. Uh, ranting and raving about the truth of what Adam Strange did on the planet run. And that's probably our first inclination that something is not quite right with what we're being told. And the creative team deserves a lot of credit throughout. And we're going to gush a lot about Mitch and Doc Shaner because they are definitely the stars of this show. And that's not a slight at Tom. It's just that what they managed to do here is 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 groundbreaking and phenomenal but um what they do is they split the art duties so mitch is presenting to us the the modern story what's happening right now you know um and doc is presenting us with the the past or i should say what's taking place in the book at least that's how i interpreted it the, that he's yeah, not the, the, the
2: fantasized version of it
0: right what 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 Doc Shaner what is 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 illustrating is what's written inside the novel that Adam wrote not necessarily what actually happened to him and I think Doc Shaner is a perfect choice for that because of his art style it really brings that to life Tyler is that the way you read this uh,
1: no um I think the end kind of disputes that because the end has doc drawing the book signing so it can't be what's in the book um i viewed it as as as, as the past I, I viewed it more as a really a thematic thing uh, rather than it really being concrete um whereas you know doc shannon is very cartoony pulpy almost johnny quest style you know you know alex toth type um, right. artist which is old-timey comics so you get to tell that pulp story and what this, this, this good view of what comics could be. Um, and Mitch Jarrett's being very, very more modern, realistic, uh, um, scratchier, more for- photo photo referency. It's not as cartoony. Um, so that being a representation of more modern comics and the modern themes. And that's why we get, you know, that's why it's all news, you know, conferences and, you know, spouse fights. Um, it's, it's, it's post, uh, Kel, don't laugh at that one. That one triggered me. <laughs> uh, it, it's like it's 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 post superhero essentially, um, and I think in terms of like the storytelling, I, I feel like if you're gonna really cement it, it, it's it's Doc doing the 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 lie, really the, the this this world that you know was it was that I guess Adam kind of portrayed a certain way. Um, so, How's so that get,
0: different from what I said? <laughs>
1: no, I, I I think
0: yeah yes the book.
1: yes, but it's also like we still see him do stuff that's horrible, and then I I just don't think it's as explicit because Doc then draws the book signing at the end. That's that's all. but what does that mean to you that Doc
0: drew the book signing at the end?
1: That means time to me. That means like we're we're circling back to the beginning because it's literally the first page was drawn by Mitch in the same exact way as. The final page was drawn by doc so it's more of like a circul- circular circular t- time cyclical thing in my head
2: for me that's why that's why i placed it as like the the fantasized version you know the um i or the romanticized version i guess is you know it's the like you said it's the the version that he tells people you know that we see is the grand adventure ending mm-hmm. in you know a bookstore with his hand outstretched
0: okay I guess that tracks we'll we'll deal more with the with the end later um but the idea that they broke the art apart that way I think was was really brilliant and it, and it works very very well um and if you are very very smart then maybe you could have picked up on the fact that there's something uh, maybe wrong with the the Doc Shaner parts. Like maybe you would maybe you would have thought like, oh, you know, is this bullshit? You know, is this is this is this really what's go- what what happened? Um, but again, you get to a few pages in, and now we have the idea that it might be because of this crazed person who's in line, and then that guy ends up dead, and now the question becomes, who killed? Him. Adam Strange agrees basically presses Batman into an investigation of Adam. He's very forceful about wanting this investigation to take place. And then Batman puts Mr. Terrific on it. That's basically how we sort of start things off. That's the whole first issue is putting those building blocks into place. That's that, that establishes everything that will come to pass down the road. Um, And of course, you know, to this point we haven't mentioned Alana, Adam's wife, who is, you know, uh with him every step of the way. She is the princess uh who Adam Strange marries on Ron. Um, very much reminiscent of like pick your princess type of character. Uh in the in the Doc Shaner parts, she comes across as yes, she's a princess, but she's very strong, very capable in her own right, reminds me a lot of like um This might be weird, but for some reason she reminded me of Princess Jasmine. Um, But also Princess Leia, of course, is a great example. Just there's a lot of characters like her in stories. Yeah, it's more uh, like a player too, really,
1: Um, rather than like Princess Peach. Does that make sense? I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Like she's active. She's not just there.
2: Well, she's
0: you know she's a of a realized spouse yes and i think that becomes even more clear the further you go on like in the in the the parts that are showing us what we can perceive to be the past yeah she's the princess of ron but she's a capable warrior as well um and she's willing to do whatever it takes that being said it's still a much more um just like Adam Strange, for most of that is like an idealized hero type character. She is an idealized hero's spouse character. The reality of them both comes into play in the present day parts, the Mitch Jareds drawn parts, where we see that they're both more complicated than they might appear normally. Or in yeah. the past, in the past, she's
1: just a swashbuckling hero and then right. in, in the i guess the the present, if that's how we're distinguishing it he's a house of cards character you know what i mean like right yeah a,
0: a house of cards character by the way who has a very striking resemblance to olivia Munn. wonder if uh, mitch was watching g4
1: uh, attack of the show with those uh, that hot dog episode oh <laughs> you know he was <laughs> god i love that show
0: yeah i i really appreciated the usage of um Real life people as references here, because for me at least, and we're talking about the the Mitch parts in particular, the present day stuff, because it grounded me in them. The fact that they looked like real people drew me in more. Whenever they were like, for example, when Alana is giving any one of her speeches, it it drew me in so much that I almost could see Olivia Munn saying these words because I've seen her speak before. It added a depth to it that generally doesn't even work for me in comics, but it worked here. Uh, yeah.
1: That's, that's I'm with you on that one. Cause it typically takes me out, you know, like if I'm, if I'm watching, if I'm, you know, reading like, I don't know, like a Greg Land book and I can tell it's like, Oh, this is a person, you know, or, or it's the thing drawn the same way in the same angle for the upteenth time. Um, it kind of takes me out of it. But for this, it feels almost like casting in mm. a way. Um, it's like a specific choice, and it doesn't even feel as photo y as much, much as like model referenced. If that makes sense. Um, can you explain mm- the difference?
0: Uh,
1: because it doesn't look like he's drawing. Like he just, oh, here's a. a I pause a a video with oh. Olivia Munn and just did what I see there. But more like, oh, this is Olivia Munn, and I can picture this person in these th- these things like even like Alex Ross sometimes takes me out of it because I'm like oh I I can tell who that is you know
2: yeah frankly as far as the odds goes to to what you just said like that's you know the sign of a really good artist you know he can take an idea of a person and go okay got it right uh yeah I that actually it did take me out because for me it's i don't know it's it's that marvel thing of like Well, that's clearly Olivia Munn. Like, how am I supposed to believe this? (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, like I said, nine times out of ten, not into that. For some reason here, it just, it it played for me.
1: It's weird, Um, because like um, another Tom King book, uh, Human Target, it's it's similar there, you know. hmm. Um, And that works for me there, too. Yeah, agreed. But I think it's the same way. It's not, uh, it's not photo referencing as much as model referencing.
2: I think it works better in human target because the book itself is so stylized okay. and it doesn't feel like every character is someone. Uh, right.
1: Gnort's not uh, referenced uh, off someone. He's not tracing someone for Gnort.
2: Uh, I think that was John Goodman.
1: It definitely felt Actually, like Actually, I it.
2: think it might've been uh, like John Candy or yeah, something. It felt like John Candy, but yeah. Um, But like, you know, you have ices you know, what do we decide in it? in a dermos um but christopher chance doesn't really feel or look like anyone specific
1: he looks like every
0: leading male actor actor so, yeah. yeah yeah so if we haven't been clear enough about it this is a mystery book and it's 12 issues of did who killed this crazed you know Dude that was in the line who accused Adam Strange of all these awful things, war crimes, etc. Uh, And what really happened on Ron is the story that Adam Strange is telling in this book, the truth of what occurred there. And I remember when we were reviewing this. We were very cool on the first few issues. In fact, we argued a lot. Because there were some of us who just weren't into it at all, like myself, I I, I couldn't understand it. Kale, you were with me on that. We were, yep. Yep. and then there were others who thought it was great. And it was weird because we twisted and turned on this book every review. Yep. This
1: was before I was on the show too, so I was a, I was a listener. I was listening right. to this. Yeah, yeah. And I think I would comment a
0: lot and be like, "Yo, Sean, what the hell? Are you what? Are you, what are you reading? How do you not like this?" Yeah, and I think this is a rare instance where, a, for me, rare where a book really does work better in trade. But I have something to admit right now. Because I digitally no hell no. Look at this. All right, hey, all right. <laughs> and I love by the way that the 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 uh, hardcover trade that I have it 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 resembles a worn book Yeah. like if you if you can see if you're watching you can see the wear that's all fake that's not it's not really it really like I an mean,
2: old sci-fi
0: book yeah you can get it from a, a used bookstore exactly uh unfortunately i did not get this used this was uh a hard 40 bucks so Ooh. um yeah that's too much that's is. too much don't worry i'll write it off um so <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah. So, um I love the presentation of this. But the yeah. the the thing that I was going to say is that I never prior to this actually read the final issue. I didn't either. I, I missed it. that review, dude. I I did did I read it? Because I, I read this and I was like, wait, did I did I read the final
1: issue? <laughs> I was lost too. Yep. Think, did we, yeah. Did we skip think, it? Were we off? I think we- I. Yeah. Somehow
2: or another, missed eleven and twelve. Yeah.
0: I missed Is it like a yeah, Pete, I got, a Pete I,
1: Marco episode that we didn't we really didn't know about. Or... <laughs>
0: Could be. I I I couldn't believe it, and then I, like I was like, oh yeah, I can't wait to read this. And then I remembered, wait, I never finished this. Yeah. Okay, glad. So, I didn't want to admit it, but I'm glad we're all on the same page. <laughs> coming into this from the perspective of having read eleven, and then going back to one without ever reading twelve it was interesting because now a lot of the things that I was frustrated by the first time around didn't bother me as much without even knowing what the ending was going to be. I was more into just giving myself to the story without focusing on how good it was issue to issue. Because I'm not, I wasn't even here to review it. As far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. these reviews, this is a conversation about a book. I didn't come into this to break down issue by issue what i didn't like and liked i'm here to talk about the totality that's a different Mm -hmm. task in my mind so i enjoyed it more yeah
2: i think i think reading it this way uh like you said i i agree with you that it helped a lot uh but i also i think i didn't see as much as I did when we were doing it issue by issue, like uh, Marco and I had big revelations about the, uh, the color theory oh, yeah. in issue six or whatever. And then I was reading and I was kind of trying to piece that all back together. And I was like, what the fuck were we talking about?
1: <laughs> See, that's what I like. Uh, so I think this is a great full trade read. Yeah. I miss, I missed that month to month. Like this, this felt like uh Appointment TV, you know what I mean?
0: Month we're like, month, yeah,
1: yeah, where like people were like, you know, speculating. I mean, you, you fuckers were doing it, you know, <laughs> just speculating yeah. on stuff that may or may not have actually mattered, you know, towards the end. But like, I remember it being a kind of a, a mystery issue to issue. Um, I don't, I don't, I can't even say one's better than the other. It's just, I think they're different beasts, really. And I think it's evident with this one the experience, yeah, the experience mm. reading
0: it, yeah. I agree, but I, I think for me, from an enjoyment standpoint, reading it this way helped, but I can never say if I would still feel that way if I only ever read it this way, right? It's it's just one of those things. Mm. Um, but this series, regardless, I think, of whatever you think about like how it ultimately ends up or anything like that, I think the characters that it focuses on are excellent. I think Adam Strange is a compelling character in a lot of ways. I think he, the way that he is a corrupted hero's journey character, like mm-hmm. if you look at what that is and what that means and how Adam Strange is like the inversion of that in the sense that yeah, he's a guy who think about what the hero's journey is, right? And you mm-hmm. know, correct me mm-hmm. if I'm incorrect. You know, it's typically a young person who goes on away from their home, becomes a hero, and then returns back to where they're from. And, you know, they've done these great things. Adam Strange is a man, not a boy, but a man who goes away, does some great things, lies about a lot of them, cheats to win and returns to his home planet hailed as a hero but is actually the only thing he's really bringing back is the end of the world that's to me that's really fascinating and when you get into the reasons why he made that decision i think it gets even more interesting
1: i i love the the I guess story uh, a device of the Zeta Beam and how that you know affects him throughout his journey yeah yeah I think that that could be used a lot
2: more and a lot better not that it was bad but um, you know in general
1: there's there's one point where he's you know flying a spaceship and he's like all right we're gonna leave here he's with you know like his daughter his you know Alana his father-in-law who's Patrick Stewart apparently um and then he just gets Once. beamed yeah. out, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> while he's flying it. I mean, like we never really see what happens there. So, like th- th- I think the the story of what happens on Ron is a little like it doesn't matter at some points because we get little snippets up here and there, here and there, and like it's always like all right, he progressed, he got further, you know. But
0: yeah. Uh,
2: go ahead, Gil. I uh, one th- I don't I don't know if we're gonna get there y- now. But the whys of what he did were very convoluted to me.
0: Hmm. Okay. I let I guess, yeah, sure. Let's go into it. Why not? Um I guess it depends on your point of view, but I interpreted his whys as first of all, he's fighting a war. He's a fraud. Adam Strange is a fraud on Earth. Adam Strange is not that big of a deal as a hero on Ron. He goes there and he's going to save them. That's what he has to do. This is his big moment. He's not ready for what the picked are. He doesn't understand how dangerous they are and they're going to lose the war. Regardless of whatever heroic stuff we see in the Doc Shaner parts, we know that they were going to lose. And it's not his heroism that saves them. He gets captured. He's done. He's done. And he gets captured, which the way it looked was horrific. But I also interpreted it as he was there for like a really, really long time. The, the torture part you can torture there part. for a second, okay. yeah, yeah. Yep. Like he was being tortured for a really, really long time, and he agrees ultimately, after a severe level of torture, to trade Ron's survival for Earth. That the Pict's ultimate goal was to get Earth, they wanted that planet for whatever reason, they want to conquer Earth, mm-hmm. and he says. Okay, I can facilitate that because, hey, I'm a member of the Justice League no matter how much I suck. And you guys can have Earth and I'll get to be the hero. But they wanted his daughter as collateral because they didn't, they couldn't trust him. They didn't know that he would really come back. So he gives them his daughter as collateral. And that's why they let him go. And then they give up the war. They make it look good so that everyone will believe it. Strange does really slaughter the picks in a horrific way, even though he didn't have to, but that's what they did.
2: That's why Mr. Terrific tells, uh, Alana that, you know, when she says that, uh, Ron's technology is so far ahead of earth and their defenses are so much better than anything. Uh, Mr. Terrific says, well, Earth has been the center of however many multiversal prices with, you know, right. all these heroes or whatever. So Ron is, you know, isn't even a spec. So, of course, they would be ready. Right. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. And, and... You, have to, you have to imagine Adam Strange at least would have known to a degree that – uh
0: the heroes probably would wipe the pick out. Exactly. Or would win. And so, and so he is feeding them information that is allowing them to be one step ahead of Batman. And I I do love the way that Batman's the strategist and how much they they like explain that there's no way that the picks would have been able to stop Batman's strategy if they didn't already know what it was. And again, that's another clue. Adam Strange completely sold Earth out. It it makes sense that
1: he would, though. You know, like, that... That I like that he does. Because, on Earth, what is he?
0: You know? a <laughs> joke!
1: Yeah, yeah. Superman barely pays attention to him. He's, you know, only a card-carrying member of the Justice League. On, on Ran, he's... You know, he's Superman there. You know? That's where his family is. That's where he has his adventures. That's where... He is important. That's where his daughter is. So, of course, given the chance, a man of two worlds, of course he picks the wrong side. Like, it makes perfect sense. So adding that as, like, his motive, I was like, yeah.
0: Honestly, maybe I might do the same. Well, I think it's highly complicated because he's, he's choosing a lie and he's choosing to be perceived as a hero even though one could argue he's not. But he's also choosing his family, you know, like he has a daughter, he has a wife, those things will be gone. Like he he's so sure that he's going to lose that he chooses to give up Earth, where he's from, where presumably he has a mother, a father, sisters, brothers, maybe friends. He's giving that away because what he has achieved here is a life that he wants, that he needs. And I do think that that is interesting. The other factor is that the way that Superman reacts to him could be perceived as like, wow, so you're picking and choosing which lives matter to you. Well, so am I. Superman did not want to help Ron because he believed that something pressing that would require his presence was coming to Earth. So if Adam Strange did not return to Ron, they'd be dead. So what's the difference between what Superman chose to do, which is sacrificing one group of people for another, and what Adam Strange chose to do? I'm not saying I agree with what he did. I'm just saying that it's complicated. And I can see how from his point of view he could come to that conclusion.
2: I'd give up Earth in a heartbeat. Oh wow. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even question it.
1: Already, they would even have up, to offer me anything. You already gave up. You should on, let uh, me stay here. The U.S. And, and a there, so
0: yeah. A lot of people probably would, and I think that is what like that's this story is calling into question: what is heroism? Hmm. If you think that his decision makes him not a hero, then is Superman a hero still? I and if you bit. think, yep. if you think that his decision does make him a hero then you acknowledge that heroes are not um uh black and white which you would have to if you also think that people who are say in the military are heroes so it's all tied in and i love that yeah yeah it's just to me it's
1: brilliant well, um i'm sure you have it in, in your your notes there somewhere sean but i'm curious what you guys thought about uh the Star of the book, I guess that was how it was marketed, right? With Mr. Terrific, mm. um, I guess you could say that. I yeah. feel like it was marketed that way. Um, him being a very pragmatic and cut and dry foil to the story going on here, I thought was like, like he almost seems out of place, like from the top down. Um, but as I'm reading it yeah. again, I'm like, oh no, I understand
0: why he's here. This makes sense, this is good. I I found so much depth in his character and his place in this story, his relationship to Alana and to Adam Strange. I felt like there was so much meat there. First of all, and the thing that stuck out most immediately to me for reasons that will immediately become obvious, he's pretty much the only black dude in the story. And I think that's deliberate. I think there are a lot of characters who are smart in D.C., but I think that Mr. Terrific was chosen for a reason. The background that is presented here where his daughter and wife were killed in an accident, I I, I got to be honest, I don't know if that's a part of his backstory because I don't know much about Mr. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So that makes him even more relevant. But the fact that he's black, to me, what I got out of that was, here's this guy who doesn't really even belong here. He's the guy that... Uh, adam strange wasn't thinking about because this is the kind of guy that doesn't run in these circles this is the kind of guy who's not welcome to the party adam strange has everybody else figured out and he's able to lie to everyone effectively even his wife because he knows them he knows where they come from he knows what they are he doesn't know what mr terrific is or who mr or what he's about and mr terrific gets disrespected everywhere he goes Everybody disrespects Mr. Terrific. his composure, and he does what he has to do. And he moves and carries himself the way that I think um, when you look at, like, in in my mind, like a a Martin Luther King type of guy or a Malcolm X type of guy, composed but ready, Hmm. smart, very intelligent, cutting through all the bullshit. That's what I got out of him. And I loved his character here. I love that he sees everything for what it is. And I also love that the message of what Adam Strange really did can't come from Batman. It has to come from an outsider. What better outsider than a minority? Mm.
2: There's also
1: uh... the. Go
2: Wait, He's also the third smartest person in the DC universe.
1: Uh he's up there. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Lex Bruce and then yeah. Mr. Terrific. That's awesome. Yeah. But another one of those DC characters that's like on the periphery who just needs a little bit of a push. And I think could could really could really make it. And I, I love that he was in this. and previous to this he was uh in the Terrifics book that was out. Um, so I had really gained uh, uh, an appreciation for for the character. Um, so the once he was in here, I'm like, all right, this dude is always ready. Like the whole the whole little bit where he like quizzes himself constantly, like how fast can a cheater run, and like his little his little orb his T sphere, um, is just quizzing. I'm like, yeah, you don't have to get ready if you stay ready. Uh, did I just is that a quote from a wrestler?
0: Is that is Zach Ryder uh, thing? I think It's, it's life a life quote from Sean. <laughs> I don't know. I even know where I got that from but the other thing about Mr. Terrific to, to what you're referring to Tyler how he always quizzes himself I think he's a liar too I think he's he's presenting a story a narrative about himself the same way that uh, Adam Strange is this is not as egregious Adam Strange is living every day with a lie what's the lie the lie is that he is this hero of war and his daughter really died to this great battle. I think mm-hmm. Mr. Terrific's lies that he's okay after the death of his of his wife and daughter. And the quizzes and all that stuff is just how he pre- preoccupies himself because he can't even sleep at night because he's so um uh uh, uh you know hurt by what mm-hmm. happened to him. He's constantly presenting this even to himself person who is okay when he's really not. And that's why Alana um, that's why he accepts, you know, Aliyah at the end of the book. When Alana says, "You're going to take care of my daughter," it's because he does need something. There is a hole in his life, and he's filling it with being a genius. But that's not enough for him because he's a human. Yeah, the quizzing is just to drown out his own his own thoughts and, and
1: having to come to terms with that. Yeah, exactly.
2: I didn't like that
1: because well, he was. It's because he was. It was cold. I guess.
2: Huh? No, I didn't like that. Um, uh, Aaliyah, that he just agreed to take Aaliyah. Mm. Uh, I found her reasoning to be utter bullshit. A lot of reasoning. A lot of reasoning. Yeah. Um, she the... like blamed, blamed the whole thing on him. And I was here like, uh, no, y'all called him.
0: Like, I think, I think that that was her irrational lash out. Yeah. I don't think that's what convinced him to take Aaliyah. I think what convinced him to take Aaliyah was when Alana said, you need her because you're still miserable over the what you've lost. And Alana's life is sacrificed forfeit in a sense because mm-hmm. she got duped. Alana Alana has a part to play in the lie. Yeah. But she didn't know about the bigger picture lie. And she feels guilty about that. So instead of just living out her life with her daughter and bliss, she can't do that. Her she, Everything's ruined. She has to sacrifice herself and go back alone to Ron to prepare them for what she knows is coming, which is going to be a revenge angle on the pickets part where if this story were to go on her and her whole Planet are probably dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stuff. So yeah, stuff. it is. It, it is good stuff. And, and we didn't really talk too much about a lot. Dig into her because she is who I thought. I was like, yeah, she she organized this whole deal. When when we first read this, I was like, yeah, she's she yeah. she's the. You know, she's the smoking. She's holding the smoking gun. She's the one who did all this. She's the gun. I opened the book. I opened the book, and this is the page I land on where she's pointing a gun at Batman, which was why so badass. So, why is it so crusty? What do you mean? Oh, oh, god, girl, please. <laughs> yeah, no, she is a smoking. No, I just book. got <laughs> we'll stop. the smoking gun. Yeah. I mean, the smoking gun. Got it. Don't even get me started. But um, you know it's the way it's presented. You could you could interpret her uh character here as defending a secret. Um, you know she's opposed to Batman. That's generally not a good thing in DC. If you're not on Batman's side, it probably means you better you're wrong. Check yourself. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, and she presents as a liar. The way she's very political. She's always on a stage. You know, that's the vibe Tom wants us to get. But what she actually is, is a loving and devoted wife and mother. One of the readings I got from her, too, was that
1: she, reading this month to month, it felt like she was in control of everything, like you said, Sean. Um, mm-hmm. Like she was the one pulling the strings. And I think, the reading it now, I think the character thought she was in control the entire time. She thought she was this kind of backbone to to Adam Adam Strange, but like once she realizes it's a lie, so is her position and everything. It becomes like well, not only the story's a lie, but like she's a lie because exactly. what was she controlling? Nothing. She never it, knew the anything.
0: Same, it's the same conviction you would have if someone asked you, "What color is the sky in yep. the morning?" Because it's the truth to her. To her, yeah, maybe there were some little white lies in the book about this or that, about how heroic he was. Mm -hmm. But to her, Adam Strange is a real hero. He really did save her world. She doesn't know about the deal that he made. She thinks he escaped somehow, and he came back with a plan. They executed that plan, and they won the war. That's why it's so compelling when you see her opposed to all these people all these powerful people because she thinks the truth is her weapon it's not and then that i think that that scene where she's in the the bathroom mirror
1: and you can slowly see that just breaking down in her yeah like all all everything comes crumbling down and it's a very quiet moment um and then she just breaks the mirror and like then it's like all right here comes here comes the (laughs) Mm shitstorm. i love that sequence
2: it's, I mean, it's a, a, it's very similar. You know, I think a, a, a real life equivalent would be like an affair. You know, Adam Strange. You know, it would be like the the breakdown of someone finding out that they you know, their husband. In this case, you know, had a, a had an affair. Um, you know, the the wife is this trusting, you know, individual who believes in her husband to a fault. You know, puts herself on the line and gives him everything. But he's not in it.
1: And, and the wild thing is, like, the, the, the lie is a good thing, too. It's like, your daughter's alive. But because everything's a lie, she can't even, like, really accept that. Or, like, 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 it's not, you can't even get the good part out of it. Because everything else right. is a mess. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And she also knows that she's been defending a guy who really was trying to bring the end of the world to earth. Like how, like, Oh wow. Yeah. I love you so much. You were willing to sacrifice your world for me. What does that mean to a person in practice? What does it mean when you say, yeah, I was ready to sacrifice billions of people for you and our daughter. How are you supposed to feel about that? You know, like that's that's intense. Clearly, she wasn't with it. She didn't even necessarily mind so much when Adam Strange blew the other guy's head off like the, the the nut at the at the um yeah. at the book signing. Yeah. she didn't even mind that so much because he told her yeah what she minded was this bigger lie, which was actually a lie that, like you like was pointed out oh, my daughter's alive. Mm. I gotta tell you, because Kale brought up the, I think it was Kale, brought up the affair idea. Mm. Um, There's something about the way that this whole thing was framed, and I know this is not in the text at all, so Mr. Terrific felt like the third man in the relationship of Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you look at the way that the first issue ends, I'll try to get to that page. Um, it ends in a way that almost kind of presents that. Look at look at the way that and and uh, Mr. Terrific are shaking hands, and Alana is in between them. Like yeah. I felt I felt reading this through that energy of like, wow, um, it's almost like an affair. So when you said that, you know,
2: I—that's one thing I've really carried through, uh, you know, all these years. I guess of uh, reading, you know, these issues is the the spousal dynamics. I find very fascinating. I feel like he, uh, Tom King, really
1: nailed those. Yeah. In. I mean, yeah, yeah. Adam Strange gets to meet his, his wife's boyfriend there. Um, but I think because it's such a small cast, it's a huge book, but the cast is small. It's really just the three people. Um, and because of that, I think those, those, those moments where they're all together, it, it hits harder yeah. uh, because it's not often that, you know, the three of them interact, you know, as, as a trio. Um, yeah, I think I the think this, this, this small cast
0: actually, you know, lends itself to the story, too. I think that Alana fell in love with Mr. Terrific. Maybe not in a romantic way, but certainly in the way that she fell in love with Adam Strange. She fell in love with him because she saw this man who was a hero and a savior and all this other stuff. And she wanted to be with him. And, you know, when he when he left she, she kind of like let that go. But when she saw him come back, she was, you know, in love again. And, you know, she was willing to resist her father telling her, no, I feel like in that same way, she fell in love with the truth of Mr. Terrific. Um, and you know, again, I'll point to what's in the book. I said, I said, I didn't believe that it was in the text, but now that I'm, I mean, it's maybe it's in the art because I'll show you guys this, this cover. Um, it it actually shows um uh there it is yeah found it it shows Alana mm. covering up a a a wall uh, image of her husband Adam Strange and putting one up of Mister Terrific. Well, Mister Terrific is the idea that she thought Adam was right. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah, uh, I, I, that makes sense. Yep. An honest, loving. Father, she knows that he's pained by the loss of his wife and daughter. Adam Strange is not because he did not lose his daughter, mm. he lied about that. He was carrying fake grief, he was carrying guilt, not grief, which Adam, which uh, Mr. Terrific points out ex- excellently. Fan- fascinating dynamic between those three. And if I could ask Tom King one question about this book, that's what it would be. Did you really intend us to think that this was a love triangle did you did you set that up that way? I believe he did hmm. uh, one of the things that I remember bothering me about this story, although I guess now it kind of it's kind of redeemed, was the way that Earth was getting its ass kicked by uh, the picks, I remember in our review, I was like, there's just no way. How the hell? This, this feels fake. This doesn't feel... This couldn't possibly happen, that the Earth heroes would lose to the picks. The explanation that Adam Strange was helping them along the way, does that sell it for you?
1: Yes and no. I mean, yes, like, sure, he has information. And of course, he would have the information because he's the one that beat them. So I guess he, he he would be privy to that. Um but at, at the same time it's like oh Batman can can prepare for anything, you know what I mean? So Batman's such a Deus Ex Machina sometimes where it's like how do you how do you beat that? But sure. Well, and even
2: even like, you know, Superman and the Flash alone like they would work fast enough that like <laughs> you know, how would Strange even react to you yeah. know anything?
1: I don't think you can think too much about that. I, I do like yeah. the idea of like as you're reading this you're like there's no way, there's no way because I'm sure that's what Batman was feeling too. So you're kind of in his his bat boots in a, in a in a in a way as you're reading it. But um yeah, I don't think you can read too much into it because when yeah, when you have Superman and the Flash alone and Aquaman,
0: you know. Well. So. I so I I interpreted it as because Adam Strange was a part of the, the the planning for this counterattack, he knew what Batman's plans were and he was just feeding the pics information. But um, even if whether that's the case or not, I was only able to accept it on this reread. And it's only because of the fact that it needed to happen to serve the story. And I guess I can accept it because this is self-contained. Like if this were mainline continuity, I'd be calling bullshit.
1: Yeah, if it was an event book, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but that—that's th- not what the story is. So. Yeah. Exactly.
0: And I hate to think about things as being less consequential like that, but it helped me. It helped me accept this. So fine. Um, was, that, was
2: that said in the book that he was feeding Batman's plan to them?
0: No. I don't believe that was ever explicitly stated. That's just how Uh, I'm getting it. Because otherwise, I agree with you. There's no way that Superman and Flash as just alone, forget anyone else, wouldn't be enough to stop an invasion of Earth. I don't care who it is. Superman has beaten Darkseid. There's There's just no way.
1: Without some kind of knowledge. There's a separate unreleased event book that was going on. The Picked War, you know? And it was just boring (laughs) because they were just confused the whole time. (laughs) Right.
0: Well, let's talk about some of the art. Because we haven't touched on it too, too much. I think both artists are genuinely phenomenal. Two Mm -hmm. of the greatest artists, at least in the industry right now, I would wager maybe all time. Um. The Mitch Jared stuff was definitely what I was more drawn towards, but I think that has more to do with my sensibilities in general as it relates to comic art and who can deny Alana. I mean, my goodness, like every scene that she is in, not only from a script standpoint, but from a visual standpoint, she's stealing it. And I'm not even just being like horny on main. I'm just saying that it's beautiful. Like it's 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 really good art and it draws your eye. It's just so, it's, it's nice. When There's she's mo- smoking, Yeah, There's- that device is fantastic. When she blows smoke, like the visual of seeing that coupled with the balls, it's taking character work and artwork and fusing them together. And it just so happens that it's also some of the best art you can find on the market there's multiple
1: times where Mitch centers her on the page. Yeah. Um, purposefully, because it is, you know, drawing her and, and she's usually colored wearing something lighter than the rest of the stuff. Like, like she pops a lot throughout the book. Like she's wearing a white dress and where, where it's like a night scene where everything's a little, you know, darker grays and blues. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. I think that the, the purposeful
0: nature of that is really, really, really good. Or when she's in the snow, she's wearing all black. Mm-hmm. Like they, mm-hmm. they even get that contrast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can't sing the praises of this art enough. I think the point that I think Kale made earlier about the differing styles and how those are presented between artists is even visible in the panel layouts that are chosen. Yep. Because I feel like the and and this is just off the off the cuff. I feel like the the panel layouts that sh- that are showing the the past or the story part of it, the fantasy part, um, those are more like it looks like traditional comic book stuff, like maybe older style. Whereas you're seeing um, maybe more modern uh, panel layouts in the parts that are showing us the present. I think about like the nine panel grid, which I'm not sure if, if that's present in the past layouts and stuff, but um, I feel like it was such a brilliant art choice. These two differing styles that tell a complete story.
1: And when you say differing, like quite literally opposite sides of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, and that's what I loved about it. When it was announced, I'm like, oh, oh, these two? That is yeah. interesting. Yeah. That the guy who draws fun, happy Shazam, you know? Yeah. Um, that Like, the the pulpy, Flash Gordon, you know, John Carter style of, of space uh, fair that we get in in the the past stuff like doc Shanner is the guy you get for that mm. like sure he did a, he, he literally did a johnny quest comic book but oh wow like he did a
2: flash gordon comic book
1: yeah he, he did yeah so like it, it's it's tailor-made for this mm-hmm. um and he knocks it out of the park like honestly there's a part of me that's like can i just have that <laughs> uh, like i love yeah. this as a whole yeah. but like i kind of want some of that you know minus the 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 uh the the spousal murder and the, <laughs> the tortured children hey, like just listen if if that's got to be part of it i'll take it you know what true sure, i'm with you um i'm a big Shayner mark um yeah and like same. it's not even like just the the art style it's like the col- coloring too yeah it's flat yeah. where mitch is li- like uh i have it on the layout here you guys don't see it but i have like the first cover the doc shaner one and then the last cover, which is the Mitch Jarrods one, it's the same pose, but, like, um, one's, like, uh, like, it's got graffiti over it and stuff like that, so it's two sides of the same story. Um, uh, it's, yeah, I, uh, I don't want to say masterful, because that sounds like, you know, beating the drum too hard, but I don't know of another word. It is. Well, and I think what's so masterful about it
2: is the way they blend mm-hmm. at certain moments on the um, same page. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, not even uh, just in the same page, but in the same panel, you know, when one will bleed into the other, you know, you can see just hints of mixed reality going into the fantasy or, mm-hmm. you know, the fantasy coming into the reality. I, I love those moments.
1: I think there's one panel where it, it's on around by Shayner, and he's getting his data beamed off. And like you see the, the blue layouts instead. Yeah. Not the pencils. Yeah. It like literally like deconstructs the actual art and then it goes to Mitch Jared. So it's like this weird de-evolution into the modern. Um, that's really cool stuff. I love when you can see the process underneath the art. Like I'm a big sucker for that. Like when I can see, like like a Rebec I'm a big fan of him because I can see his pencil work underneath everything, you know, underneath like the watercolors and stuff. So, um, anytime I get to see that in a book, I'm I'm eating that
0: up. Man, I was eating up this whole thing. Um, Good thing you got it I physically. Don't... That's it's actually quenched some Whoa. of it. Yeah. <laughs> I only like the smell of new comics, Tyler, not mm-hmm. the taste. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why um... his book looks so beat up.
2: He said it was <laughs> fake. He's actually chewing the. He's
0: been looking it. Yeah. Just the pages with Alana on them. Oh, boy. Knew that was coming. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're the one who tried to take it there. Um. So, yeah. We all said we didn't read the last issue prior to reading it for this book club. Mm-hmm. So, now that we've read the whole thing twice, except for the end, which we've now read for the first time, How do you all feel about the story as a whole?
1: So I think I might've read the last one. It's like so blurry for me. um, It's better if you
0: say you did not Okay. Sure.
1: Sure. I didn't. I I didn't read it. I didn't read it. (laughs) But um, uh, like, I, I I did not expect him to like stay dead, you know, (laughs) like that was, that thing kind of jumped out and like, Oh, Oh, okay. This is, this is, there's actual stakes here, you know, Like, like things happen. Uh, which is kind of counter to what Adam's whole story was you know um he doesn't die a hero either All like right. um because like, apparently you could have just saved the daughter like it just shows how like kind of dumb yeah. he was
0: he couldn't how could he have well Alana and and Mrr eventually do they just walk in there but that yeah. oh well but see so the Picts are afraid of Earth. Because of the obvious reasons, the big S on his chest reason. And so they would never have attacked Earth if it wasn't for whatever Strange was doing that was feeding them knowledge that allowed them to have the upper hand. So once he's dead, they can no longer even fight the war. They want no more beef with Earth. So they're giving Aaliyah over to Alana and Mr. Terrific. It's not that they went there as invaders, they were allowed to do that.
1: No, my thinking is like then why didn't they do that in the first place? You know, what? like one one at Ron, like just like I know he was talking to Superman trying to get help and stuff. Um, I don't know. It just seemed like a, a a little a little for me just a step like uh that's like the only blip in this whole story is like that very end where it's like then why why he couldn't find anyone to help him? Because apparently you could just storm them and, and take the, the, the kid back.
0: But they didn't storm it. That's the that's what I'm saying. That's they didn't storm it. They they were allowed to go there. It even says that they were gonna bring the child, they were gonna bring her to them, but that wasn't fast enough for Alana, so they just started killing everybody. Mm. They they didn't they didn't storm it. And Adam Strange was extremely afraid of the picks because of his PTSD. He did not want to cross them at all dude was screwed up
1: yeah yeah he's not making right choices
0: yeah right um go ahead kill i uh
2: i enjoyed the story um like i said uh before i man i i i i hate what is done to adam strange but i i i really think this was a a great story um especially seeing how the whole thing finally comes together um and i think it's one that you know is important to tell
0: i agree with you um i i i redeemed this book Reading it redeemed this book in my eyes. Reading it from uh, fully. All right, next book club um, Heroes in crisis. Let's go.
1: <laughs> Boy, so. how
0: I would hate that. <laughs> don't think so. <laughs> Shouldn't have said that. Um, I think this was. I think this was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I think it's hilarious how ultimately Adam Adam's death is. No one really seems to care. Um, <laughs> I forgot it happened. <laughs> Never even bothered to ask Alana how he died, yeah. and she's clearly not in jail over it. Not that she should have been, because he—he's the one that pulled the gun. But um, you know, they don't ask any kind of trial or anything like that. Just eh, this guy's dead. It's all right. Batman, he sucked anyway. Batman doesn't show up again. Right? There's no. There's no investigation. It just—he's just dead.
1: Um, I wonder. I wonder if like that's because that. of the Zeta Beam, though. There's like they're just used to him being away. It's like, oh, he's probably
0: gone somewhere, you know? Maybe. I mean, Mister Terrific is like, oh, I just, I guess he just killed himself. <laughs> 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 oh man. Um, yeah. And then you know, to sum up, I guess my final thought about that last page, which I really racked my brain about, like, what the hell am I supposed to get out of this? Um. I kind of feel like we're seeing we're seeing the version of Adam Strange that is, that people almost wish he was. Like, this is this is, if Adam Strange really was this great hero who did all these great things, this is him coming out of all of that, host all the bad stuff we saw, leaving Ron, coming to Earth, writing a book, but it's the the idealized way not the way not everything we that we just saw play out it's how it would go if things played out like they do in the book it's it's fake it's fantasy that's why doc shaner's drawing it that's my mm-hmm. summation but even at
1: the end like he kind of still gets to be the hero in everyone else's eyes right because nobody really knows how he died They knows he, they know he died during the pick war for earth and the picks get defeated so essentially, even at the end, because Alana is away. She goes back to Ron and presumably probably dies. Um, the truth never really follows and never comes out. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he eventually becomes the hero on Earth, in the public's view, that he always pretended to be on Ron. It's like it's like the lie is now inversed in a way. I guess we don't necessarily No. We don't know for sure, but
2: yeah. Um I yeah, I guess I didn't I didn't interpret it that way. I saw I sort of saw the the ending as sort of a I guess the way Sean described it, as sort of a reversion back to you know, the fantasized hero. Um but i you know i i can't imagine even if even if the you know the only people that know are the other heroes that that they that they would you know let that leak mm. you know because that's a a huge deal that one of them would you know that's identity crisis level stuff right like
0: yeah, yeah, that'd just, be a just, uh, big mind wipe.
1: Just mind wipe everyone. That's what they do.
0: Yeah, that would be a big problem. Um, I wanted to ask a question because this is something that I actually wasn't able to come to a conclusion that I feel confident in. The page, the pages, rather, we see Alana writing the book. Mm. What did you get out of that? Is that when, when so it's like she says I'm finishing your stupid memoir you think you'd have some patience I'm trying to get it right this is where we first learned that she actually wrote the thing
2: mm-hmm.
0: um and he says uh uh he says or she says she's trying to get him to 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 nail down some lines and he's like you're gonna say what happened to those picks and she says "That's it's not that kind of book. Uh, And he says, all right, then what kind of book is it? She says, you know, it's a grand space opera about a hero thrown into a faraway land, and he marries a princess, and he leads the natives, and he wins the war. And then Strange says, what? No. And then she says, it's going to be good. Don't worry. We just want people to know who you really are. Now, my question is, is he objecting to that because it's not the truth? Or because he doesn't feel like it reflects who he is, both, I
1: think. Both, I, I, I yeah. think. I think it's it's two things. I think it's it's that for Adam, where it's like it, it, he can't write it because it's not the truth, and he he ultimately knows that, and even that may be a step too far for him. But mm-hmm. it also shows that like Alana thought she was still in control then too, you know. She that was that was her pushing herself to that conviction of a lie.
2: Well, um, but I I also think that that's probably who she saw him as. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and you maybe know. she was best to write it because he doesn't see himself as, if it's a memoir. He doesn't see himself himself as that. So yeah, only she can write it. Really,
2: he's not Booster Gold. Like oh. you know, he's not he's not going to be able to write something like that about himself.
1: Give me a
0: Booster Gold Doc Shaner book, please. There was a, a period where that threw into question a lot of things about this book for me. Like, is there love real? How much of what we see is actually a fabrication? I think ultimately that's not really relevant. Yeah. Um. But it did it did put that question mark in my mind. But I think I ultimately agree with you guys. This is a this is her genuinely. Even though yeah, she's throwing in bullshit. This is her excited to tell the story of her of who she believes her husband to be. I mean all memoirs are bullshit too, so. I suppose. I thought this was fantastic. It's phenomenal. Yes, it's strange, but it is an adventure. There we go. Yes. And I loved it. Thank you patrons. Final thoughts? Yeah, thank you. Thank you patrons for giving us a reason to read this again fully, finally. Um and uh I'm very proud to own this this uh hardcover version of the book. Uh so thank you for giving me a reason to go spend forty dollars. Uh maybe don't do that again. Although I'm the one that that's picked a, it, so I guess. Yeah, it's a
1: good looking book, Sean. Though. Don't don't go yeah. beating yourself. I mean, if you want it, you can literally beat yourself up with that book. Things are You actually yeah. can. This
0: shit is very heavy. Yeah, I know. I've I've held it many
1: times, like, do I? do i no i haven't pulled the trigger yet but <laughs> final thoughts i loved it yeah I thought it was great
2: i had a great time um i'm not gonna rush out to buy it um i don't think it's uh i i don't think it's still one that i'm convinced i really really liked you know this didn't hit the same as uh rorschach did for me which mm-hmm. uh you know when i read it felt like it uh you know reinvigorated tom king for me uh, But I, you know, like I said, I, I, I feel like this was an important story to tell. And it's one of these that um, it's a different flavor of superhero story that you don't get. And for that reason, I liked it.
1: But also for that reason, I'm not going to
2: get it again. <laughs>
1: It's more of a DC universe pick for you than a bookshelf pick. Yeah. 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 Strange. Yeah, this is the only s- Tom King book that I don't have on my bookshelf.
0: Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think I pretty much summed up. I, I think it's, I think it's f- fantastic. It's a, it's a, um, a mystery that will throw you for a loop. Um, almost assuredly. I think it's not perfect. It's Tom King once again does that thing where he tells you everything in the penultimate issue, um, <laughs> yeah. which I find to be very annoying. I, I get that it's like a, I like that it's, yeah, like you know, structure strategy that doesn't that I I don't love, um, but uh, I think this is a fantastic series. You get three of the best, not even three. Excuse me. Let me not disrespect, uh, Clayton Cowles at all. Um, because mm. Clayton Cowles is is a phenomenal uh, creator in his own right on the letters here. Um, but it is four of the greatest creators working in comics right now, in my opinion, doing some of their very best work. Um, it, it is a character who you will have less familiarity with. I mean, all three main characters are characters you will not know as, as well. Hopefully that helps you accept the drastic things that happen with these characters in this book. Um Although to Kale's point, if you do know at the very least uh, Adam Strange, this might feel like character assassination. I would recommend this, but I would recommend it very sparingly. I would have to tr- or know that this person is very very well versed in uh, comics and has the taste for the type of storytelling that Tom King does, because I don't think that this is for everyone.
1: I, I agree with you, Sean. I, I don't think it's it's baby's first comic book. But mm. also, like, I feel like I could recommend it to somebody who's never read comics either. It's like maybe somebody who's more familiar with, like, prestige TV. Like, I do feel it feels like that a little bit. Um, as long does. as they can understand the medium to an extent, I don't think they need the the back catalog of it.
0: I just think it's I think you have to have an appreciation for the different styles of art. To be able to really appreciate this, which only comes with a verse of what being well versed in comics. Yeah you,
2: yeah, you have to understand what it's doing.
0: Yeah. yeah. Not,
2: that, not that that's impossible to grasp,
0: but
1: it's not, yeah, like you say, it's not 101. So Tom King is a bit of a comic book fan's comic book writer, you know? So.
0: Yeah. yeah. Right. Like there are all kinds of quotes in here that are from people you probably oh. don't even know. Yeah. we did. I, I wanted to talk about those. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. good talk like (laughs) (laughs) I I
2: those felt like wasted
0: space to me okay so I felt like that when we were reading this the first time around and some of them I wasn't able to get anything out of but some of them I did um and I feel like in general they were referring to Adam's uh Adam's feeling of, like, not really being who people think he is, like, the magic not really being there. There's a quote towards the end from a creator who says, yeah, you know, in order to do all this work that I had to do to keep up, like, you know, I hate to say this, but it was just a job to me. Mm. If you're reading comics... Like I do, you feel like there's magic on these pages, and you feel like these people are putting their passion into these books. And this guy's saying, "Yeah, no, I, I wasn't. That was BS." Just like Adam Strange, his story is BS, mm, and everybody thinks he's a hero. Right? Uh, I'll be honest, didn't read him. No. My brain just doesn't
1: like. My brain just doesn't really work for a lot of those kind of things. Like I just think of it as like dressing, really. Um and I I just my brain just skips past them. It's the same with like X-Men um yeah. info dumps info, like info sometimes pages, my yeah. brain doesn't even recognize that could be a potential story.
2: It just it just The commercials. <laughs> it felt to me like they um they were so specific to comics that they were almost I like I, I take your, your point, Sean. And I can see that you know in some of them, but they were so specific to comics that I don't. It sort of took the uh potency out of them.
0: Hmm.
2: You know, if if one of them, you know, in one of the war issues or something, there was a quote from Sun Tzu or something, you know,
0: like that.
2: That would be more impactful.
0: I, I, I think that I don't know if I think they're about comics. Like here's another one from Jack Davis. I don't know who Jack Davis is. Um, But no, the whole thing was just great. Life is not easy, but this was pleasant. It was good. It could have been worse. That to me is once again, talking about lying. This person has convinced that something that they experienced was so fantastic. Life might not be fantastic, But this was pleasant. It was good. It could have been worse. They're unraveling the truth of what they really feel. But they don't really want to confront that actually what they went through sucked. And it was horrible.
1: Uh, Jack Davis is one of the famous cartoonists from the Mad Magazine covers. Okay. Tales of the Crypt, yeah. that's funny. I did the exact same thing. (laughs) I was like, that
0: sounds like comics name. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Here's here's another one. We were all so anonymous. We never heard our name on anything. It was just total anonymity. I happen to think it made for some of the richness of comics in those days, because when you're sitting your, by yourself in a room, you're going to think of all the things that you're not going to think of if you think the whole world is looking. Yeah, that is, that is very specific to comics. At total face value, he's saying, you know, we had balls when no one knew who we were. Well, apply that to Adam Strange. What did he do when the world wasn't looking? Which world? Earth. He's lying to Earth. He's not, he, he's, he's, he is also lying to Ron, but no one knows what he really did. No one knows who he really is. No one was looking when he was doing his worst. When he was icing all these dudes carelessly, the world's eye wasn't on him. So, yeah, I feel like they're all related to the story, but they also might relate back to comics. To be honest, I even interpreted it as what Doc Shaner is doing. And, and we kind of touched on this, but what Doc Shainer is doing is idyllic comics. And what Mitch is doing is not. It's modern comics where all the magic and spark has been sucked out of it to present realism. So, yeah. Lots of, I guess, interpretations on that, but um, yeah. I think that there were probably quite a few people who chose to read this along with us, so let us know your thoughts on Strange Adventures. How do you feel about this book? Is this a book that uh, you think nailed what it was trying to do? What was Tom trying to do? I think we hit on a lot of what he might have been trying to do, but who knows? Tom is a man who uh, likes to bury many meanings in his work. If uh, Cookholding in comics is for you, buy this book. With that, this strange adventure is over. With that. (laughs) Until next time, take care, guys.